This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. So tonight I'm going to speak about the voice of God. And I just want to sing, this is the voice. Do you know? It goes like that on Mnet. Anyway, I just felt like doing it. And the reason being is like two months ago, I, I spoke to a friend of mine we, uh, over the phone, and he asked me, Stefan, what is exciting you about God currently? What is God sharing with you? What, what are you excited about when it comes to God? And I just remember immediately replying, his voice. I explained to him, and, and this is what I've been sensing this last while. is like, I've just been hearing God's voice daily. I've just managed for the past six months to to hear his whisper, to get his heart, to, to meet with the Lord. When, in the mornings when I get, stand up and get up and, and spend time with God, I know he's going to speak, and he speaks to me. And I'm, I'm not only just excited about that, I'm excited, but when I read the Word, he just reveals Jesus to me out of the Word, and I get excited. Some mornings I sit there and I, I read a passage and I can't continue because I'm just overflown with emotions. Because God is so real, and, and His voice is just speaking and revealing so much of Him to me currently. And I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the fact that the God, the Creator of heaven and earth, is speaking to me, Stefan, Kotze, Afrikaans, Sian. And, and, and He takes the time to, to teach me who He is. He takes the time to encounter me and, to, and actually to also to listen to me, to have a dialogue. But more so, I'm excited because when I, and I told Him, um, I told my friend, like when we go to intercession on Sundays and we pray, God is saying awesome stuff about the church. He's saying awesome stuff of the season we're heading in, where we are in East London. And we come together and I, my faith just builds every Sunday when we pray because not only does God speak to like me, but it's the same message in every heart. And when we come together after our worship, you can just hear God is Actually, he's got a plan, he's in control, he's not confused. And I get excited because he's never silent when we go to him and ask him, what, what's his plan, what's going on around us? And then even better than that, I'm, I'm able to witness this past couple of months, I'm able to witness how the promises of God is actually like being played out just in front of my eyes. Like it's crazy, the stuff we've been praying at intercession is just, it happens. Like the stuff we say in the spirit, we just see the victory uh, laid on. So I'm excited about the voice of God, because I know, in essence, we are saved to have a relationship with the Father, and at the core of our relationship with our Father is the ability to communicate with Him, and the ability to communicate with Him is the ability to hear His voice and to recognize His voice. And I know for some of us, and that's the reason tonight is actually, I'm going to be very simplistic about this. Because for some of us, the voice of God is a scary concept. Because sometimes we will come to the front and someone would say, I see this picture, I have this song, I hear this voice, uh, this word and this description, uh, God's laid on my heart. And I remember when I just got saved, how much that freaked me out. Because <laughs> I'm like, I can hear God's voice. I must stay away from them. Maybe God is telling them something about me when I walk past. I was scared. And it's, and it's also a concept like we, we sometimes say it from, from, from the year from the front. We share as if it's like everyone knows how to do it. And the truth is you actually know how to do it. 
there's a quote that's actually got to do with worship, but I want to use it now. Jeremy Riddle said that um, we all made to swim. We all can swim. But if you throw someone in the pool and he's never swam before, he's going to drown. But he's got the ability to swim. So someone who needs to teach him how to swim before you throw him in the pool. And it's the same with us. We can all hear God's voice. Okay? Each one of us. Not, no matter if you saved for a week or 10 years, you can hear his voice. But tonight I want to focus on, just out of my own life, share how you can actually learn to hear his voice and apply it in your own life. Okay. So who's excited for the voice of God? Okay. I'm just going to... I'm just going to pray. Lord, thank you that you speak. You're never quiet. You're actually very talkative, God. And I I thank you, Lord, that uh, we have the ability as believers and as sons to hear your voice and to encounter you and have a dialogue with you. And tonight I pray, Lord God, as as I'm preaching, Lord, Holy Spirit, that you will will breathe on the word, Lord, and you will bring a shift in our ears and in our minds and to release us in ability to hear you better and to hear you to um, respond more to you and to acknowledge your voice more and more in our walk with you. Amen. Cool. Like every great preacher, you need a uh, scripture. So uh, I got one. There's actually only one scripture in, um, in the Bible that actually speaks about the voice of God. All the other scriptures just assumes that we know the voice of God. Did you know that? Like even with the apostles and everything, they never taught on the voice of God because everyone knew how to speak to God and how to hear his voice. It's only now that we are a bit confused on how it works. But don't worry, we'll sort that out tonight. John 10 verse 2 to 5, I I just want to read for us. Yes, let's read. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never, say never, follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Okay. This is our scripture when it comes to the voice of God. There's a lot of promises actually in here. The one promise is that um, God will lead us. And the other promise is that we will hear his voice. My sheep will hear my voice. And when, do you, when are you the sheep of God? When you receive Jesus as your Savior. Okay. So I just want to say all of us are qualified to hear his voice. Because we've given our lives to him. Okay. So, so our... The question we all sit here with is, how does it sound, huh, Kubis? How do we, how does, how do we recognize the word, the voice of God? Like, in a way, we believe, or I thought, I remember, early days, I was expecting basically aliens to bring me a message, and it must be so unusual that only then I can know this is God speaking. Okay. Sometimes we have an absurd idea or thought that God will only speak in an absurd way. But I want to break that lie tonight. Okay. Because the voice of God sounds just like your thoughts. Because with the place where He speaks is actually in your thoughts. And yes, God speaks audibly. 
That is one way that he speaks. An audible voice of God is when he actually speaks like I do now, and we can hear him through the ears. Okay? And some people have experienced that. I'm trusting, really, that's one of my faith goals, to, to, to hear God's audible voice. It's one of my desires, to hear him speak audibly. But I have learned through the years that most of the time, God speaks here and the place where I think. Okay. Do you know where that place is? Okay, because otherwise I would be stressed if you guys don't know where you think. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I, I want to start with, I, I actually just want to share testimonies. Because the thing is, the, the stuff I'm sharing tonight, it's not a comprehensive list of how God speaks. So don't go around, like I want to take out a disclaimer almost. Don't go around and say, Stefan says, God only speaks like this. No, what, I've, what I want to share is how I've got to learn and recognize the voice of God in my own life. And I've witnessed in other um, believers' lives, they have the same method or God speaks to them in the same way. And out of that, I've deduced the fact that this is how God speaks. But this is not the limit of how he speaks to us. So, for example, <clears throat> and this was actually a turning point for me where I, where, when I realized God speaks in my thoughts. It was in December. We were on holiday, Nastasha and I, and we were at a coffee shop and um, having a coffee. And there was another guy in a coffee shop, and he sat on his own. And we were playing games, and like 10 minutes in, <clears throat> um, Nastasha, the evangelist that she is, uh, approached him um, and just asking, what is he doing? Where does he come from? And eventually we invited him to sit at our table and we, we chatted with him. And it, we got to know that he comes from New Zealand and he's alone in South Africa and he studies a PhD in botani, botany, botany, whatever, like what they study animals, like very small animals. And, uh, um, and so out of, out of all of this information that I got just by seeing him on his own, um, learning that he, he was a bit socially awkward also. So out of all of this information, I, I got the idea in my heart, this guy is struggling with depression. Okay? But do you agree with me? All the signs actually points to it. Or is that not a common thing to think that guy struggles with depression? Well, for me, it was a common thing to think that out of all the stuff, all the evidence in front of me, that guy is struggling with depression. So I would usually, in the years before, I would ignore a thought like that because I would think that's just me analyzing the situation and coming to this point. But then I had an urgency in my heart to respond to that thought. For the first time, I had an urgency in my heart to respond to this thought. And I had to go to this thought and ask me, okay, okay, why am I thinking this? What's, what's happening here? And I realized... I actually didn't think this on a fact, on the basis of what I see. This is, actually, this is actually a message. This is actually something else that planted this thought. And this can only be God, because why would God, why would anything else show me that this guy is struggling with depression? And in that moment, I was like, okay, Lord, are you saying this guy is struggling with depression? And I felt like he said yes. And I felt like, and I knew that if God is showing this to me, then God wants to do something about it. So I recognized Firstly, that is God speaking. And then I responded. I said, listen, um, buddy, I can't remember his name, friend. Um, I believe God is saying that you're struggling with depression, and he wants to heal you today. 
and um, can I pray for you? And his response was, yes. Depression is the reason why I walked away from God. And Nastasha and I could lead him in prayer. And I left that day and I, with confidence that God healed him on that spot. But also, for the first time, I realized that God is actually, this is where he speaks. Two weeks ago, we, we brought a neighbor with us to church. And on our way back, um, she's a student. And she explained to us that she goes, she studies for UNISA. And she studies in the library in town. Because at home, there's a lot of chores, well, chores for her. Okay? So she can't focus on her studies. Now, all I know, the little that we know her, is that she, um, she stays with her mother. So in, in this explanation, um, I deduced in my head, oh, she's obviously doing all these chores because her mother is sick. I mean, it's obvious, isn't it, Out of the evidence in front of us, we can deduce that her mother is sick. Okay. But usually, I would think like that and immediately think, that's just me. Because I obviously need to work, and a mother is full-time at home, so obviously a mother is not lacquer. So I can just assume a mother is sick. So, so for years, a thought like that will just pass me by as something that I've made up. But in that moment, I realized there's no evidence put to me <laughs> that on, on what I know, that I can know a mother is sick. So this thought can't be my own. It must be the, um, the mind of God mind of Christ. And then I, I asked her, um, Nelisa, is your mother perhaps sick or why are you do, doing all the chores? And she shared, yes, her mother's been sick for a couple of months now with severe pain. And when I asked, I knew that in that moment we're going to pray for her mother once we, we drop her at home. So we, when we got there, we, uh, we dropped her and we prayed for her mother, Barbara. And two days later, they sent a message and said, um, and she shared with us that her mother didn't have pain for two days after months of pain. Huh? Awesome, awesome testimony. But I had to learn that, 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 that voice, that thought, wasn't my own. It was actually uh, the mind of Christ within me. Another testimony is, beginning of the year, I did a half Ironman. And um, it was the third time I did it. And I don't know if you guys know the half Ironman, but you basically, it's a triathlon, so you swim, bike, and run. And the, the, the first two times I did it, I had a horrible experience. I would cramp. I would cry. I would finish and feel like I'm dying as I cross the finish line. Um, so it, it was like a painful experience. And then, um, then this year, so what I know about training for the half Ironman is you need to put in lots of hours. And I told God last year already, Lord, I'm not giving up my time with you in the mornings for the sake of being fit for the half Ironman. I'll exercise afterwards in the afternoons, and I'll do my level best to get as much exercise in as possible. But I made a commitment to God that I will meet with him every day still. I'm not going to sacrifice that for a race. So by the, by the week that the race started, I was claiming grace from God. Eh? <laughs> I was like, Lord, you say, first seek the kingdom and everything else will be added. I'm like, Lord, I want good weather. <laughs> and I want to finish strong and I don't want to cramp. That was my desire. So race day happens. I swim. I get on the bike. So the previous years, I made big mistakes with my nutrition. Because your nutrition and your pace is very important 
Because for me, it t- takes me seven hours. Most blokes do it like in five hours. But it takes me seven hours. So you need to, to pace yourself over that time to be able to, to finish strong. And um, so I had my piece of drovers and baby potato and my rehydrate and my water. And as I was on the bike within the first kilometer, I took the piece of drovers and I wanted to eat it. And I, I, I had this thought and it, and it said, don't eat the drovers now, eat your baby potatoes. I could have easily just ignored that, that thought because it makes sense. It makes sense because the, my drovers got salt in it. I was just swimming in a salty sea. So obviously, it's not good for my hydration if I eat the, uh, the, the drovers now. So in my own mind, I can deduce that, oh, that was well done, Stephen. You thought of it in time. But I immediately recognized that this thought, even though it's in a thought of mine, doesn't sound like, I'm the brains behind it. <laughs> okay. So, so I, I immediately dropped a piece of turbos and I ate the baby potato. And I was like, God, you're with me on this, eh? <laughs> then, like, I want to say an hour later, but two minutes later, I was thirsty. And I, and I asked God, and then, now I was like, okay, the Lord, first time told me what to do. The second time, I'm again... Holy Spirit, what should I drink? I have rehydrated and I have water. What do I do? And he told me, drink water. You're going to need to rehydrate later. I'm like, awesome. And I drank my water. And I was like, God, you're with me. And I'm cycling. If my God is with me, you can be against me. I'm like very excited. Today is going to be a beautiful day. And the rest of the race, the Holy Spirit led me in everything. He told me very specific stuff. Even on the run, he would tell me, Stefan, you run now. You will see, you come to a place where there's grass. When the grass starts on your right-hand side, you start to walk. Then you walk until you get a, a wall with bricks. When you hit that wall with bricks, you start to run. It would be very specific. Stefan, you take this fast bar um, that's on your bike. Take it with you. You're going to need it on your run on your first lap. Remember now, take your fast bar. Now, when I gave my bike away to the volunteers, I forgot my fast bar. Now, Holy Spirit was, your fast bar, your fast bar. I'm like, shut. I fetched my fast bar or far bar, whatever. Uh, it wasn't very fast. But, uh, <laughs> but, but the Holy Spirit led me that day. And eventually, I came to a spot where I was supposed to walk, but I felt strong. I was like, Lord, can't I please just run? I really feel good now. And he said, no, Stephen, you need to walk now. You're going to finish strong. And don't worry, you'll only cramp at the end. <laughs> and, I, and, and when I hit kilometer 16 on the run, I knew there was 15 kilometer, oh, five kilometers left. And I knew on a good day, um, without doing anything else, I can, hit, I can do it within 25 minutes. So I was like, I'm going to give everything. I'm going to go for 25 minutes now for this last five. And I ended up doing the last five underneath an half an hour. And as I was crossing the finish line on the red carpet, I got a cramp for the first time in the race. And, um, and it was, I was overwhelmed. All the other times I cried because God dragged me through it. This time I rejoiced. Because God just knew me, he knew my body, he knew how to, the nutrition I needed, and he knew when I had to walk, my strengths, my everything. And for the first time, I, for me, that was an awesome testimony, because not only did God speak to me during the race, he actually knew me. And for the first time, I experienced his voice outside, like a Christian environment. I experienced him in something that maybe won't advance the kingdom. Although I'm sharing the testimony, so (laughs) 
he knows better. Well, what, what I'm trying to say is that in, in, all, in all these testimonies, the thoughts that I had didn't come out of my brain. It wasn't a thought out of my own doing. And, and there's a lot of those thoughts throughout my walk with the Lord that I've rejected because it makes sense or it sounds so familiar or it's, it's like obvious. And then I don't respond. But even since December, since that moment where I realized that this is where God speaks, in my thoughts, I started to recognize it every time it happens. And when it happens, I start to respond. And when I respond, God does things. Okay. So another place, that's also, so that's my first point. God speaks in your thoughts. Okay. Second point. God speaks to us in our imagination. Now, I show it here. I have no idea where your imagination is, but I imagine it here. (laughs) Um, And um, so what happens in your imagination, I... I'm fortunate the Lord gives me a lot of pictures. Um, I'm not actually more fortunate than anyone else. God gives us all pictures. But I've just uh, learned to recognize uh, pictures when I see it. And I've I've learned to, when I receive a picture or drawing, then I take it to God. And I'll, I'll explain now. But before we go there, I actually want you to, just so that you can connect with what I'm saying, I want you to close your eyes. Okay. Penny, And I want you to imagine a tap. Just a tap, a normal tap. You can, if there's water or whatever, you can decide. Okay, who can see a tap in the imagination? Okay. This, this, this afternoon, thank you. You can open your eyes or I can continue with you guys like that. This afternoon, I asked Nastasha also to do it. <laughs> and she told me, I can't see a tap. I'm like, what? How can't you see a tap? She's like, I can't see a tap when I close my eyes. Then I'm like, okay, let me try it again. So I close my eyes. I was like, I'm like, oh, I I actually can't also see a tap, but I know there's a tap. Like, I just noticed for the first time, like, I don't actually see the picture like a picture, like a photo when I close my eyes. I just, in my imagination, I know there's a tap. And there's a truth in my imagination that there's a trap, a tap. But I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually not aware. I actually don't see it physically. So sometimes we just know in our imaginations there's something, we, and then we don't really see it, but we know there's a tap, and the, and the water is running. And I can, while I'm speaking now, I'm not seeing it, but I know the, the, the vision is playing in my in my mind as I'm speaking now. So, so that's the area where God speaks to our imagination. So what will usually happen is, or I want to encourage you, whenever you get a picture there in that area, um, we tend to, especially when it's worship and everything, then we get a picture, say, for instance, of a dry piece of land, and then we're like, oh, I want to focus on God, I want to focus on God, or, oh, why do I think of puppies? It's just because I saw a puppy earlier today, and now I'm thinking of puppies all of a sudden. And we tend to, 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 um, to ignore those images and pictures. But I, I actually want to encourage you tonight because what I've learned is that I can actually respond to those pictures. That's a place where God speaks to us. I can respond. You have an option. But you need to recognize that this picture is not from you. So what I usually do is I'll see something. Sometimes I see it and sometimes I just know it is there. 
And then I will take this picture. For example, two weeks ago, a guy came to me and he said, will you prophesy over me? And I was like, okay, I'm not going to put any pressure on myself. I'll prophesy over you, but if only if God speaks, I'll speak. I, I'm not going to put pressure on myself. So don't sit here and think that I'm going to Shanghai, Shanghai now. And uh, he said, no, no, it's fine. It's obviously, this is how it works. I'm like, cool. And, um, and that's actually the f- fastest uh, picture I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, <laughs> and I just saw a picture I remember of an um, a, a, a air balloon, and um, hot air balloon. And it was colorful, and the earth was in the background, and it had a small... Um, basket. So what I then do is I like, I see this picture and then I'm like, okay, cool. I acknowledge I see this. So sometimes I will just pray and say, no, I see this picture. Or I will go and take it from my imagination and take it to my thoughts and say, God, I see this picture. What are you saying? I, I see a tiny basket. Why is it tiny? Then in my thoughts, God will say, it's tiny because it's the only place for me and him. It's colorful because he's, he's, um, his uh, persona is very colorful because he's actually very creative. And why is the earth in the background? The earth is in the background because I'm taking him places where the rest of the people around them don't recognize. And they think it's weird, but I'm actually taking him to different places. So what I'm doing, I'm taking the picture to the front, to where I think. And then I speak and I converse with God. Okay. And then he reveals. So, who of you... It was actually not a plan, part of the plan, but um, who of you have experienced that? Awesome. I want to encourage you to actually, every time that you see a picture, just in faith believe that it's God speaking. Okay. And take that picture to him. There's plenty of times when I will see a picture, and I would take it to God, and sometimes it will just be a distraction. And I would know because God doesn't say anything about it. And then other times, I would feel like God wants to do something with this picture, but he's not going to tell me what it's about. I must just share what I'm seeing, and someone else will give the word. Okay. But the, the, the important thing about what I want to release is we can trust for the voice of God in our imagination. We can trust the Holy Spirit for pictures in our imagination. That is how God speaks. He speaks here, and he speaks here. It's not something out of the extraordinary and E.T. bringing you a message. Okay. It's very normal. And it sounds just like your voice. And um, so, so you might ask now, um, I know there's a lot of fears when it comes to the voice of God. We, we tend to ask, we tend to be afraid, and I actually want to speak against this lie, but we tend to be afraid that this is not God. Okay. God is not speaking. This is now the enemy. We give the enemy so much credit. Okay. I want to I encourage you, the way you test your thoughts and your, your images, is you, just basic question. Is it going to bring myself or someone else closer to the Father? That's the question. And bringing, bringing him closer to the Father, like Jesus says in the Scripture, he leads us. Where is he leading us to? Okay, he's leading us into a life of abundance, but he's taking us to the Father. Okay, he leads us, and our sheep hear his voice. So when he speaks, it will always bring us back to the Father. When the Holy Spirit gives you a message or or speaks to you, it will bring you to the Father. And I want to share this message because bringing to the Father doesn't mean the word is wishy-washy, lovey-dovey, let's all fall on the ground and celebrate. 
okay? Sometimes hectic words. Like two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, I went jogging, and I'm walking in accountability, or there's a friend of mine that, um, him and his girlfriend, they, they just have sexual barriers that they set up in their relationship so that they can stay holy and pure. And sometimes they struggle with the barriers. So I just walk in accountability with him. And while I was running, um, jogging the day, I just felt like God saying, I must, I must pray for them. I must pray for their purity. And I had an urgency. And while I was running, I was just praying for, for, the, for, for the God to protect them, the Holy Spirit to, to um, yeah, so that they won't cross the, the boundaries. Because I saw a specific picture. And the picture basically had him and his girlfriend stand in the middle and there was this bare claws around. And I felt like God was saying, if they should cross the line, that claws are going to hit them. And there's going to be evidence and everyone will see that they've crossed the line. And that will not be hidden and they, they will lose power to the testimony because there's years of shame and stuff that is going to be, be, is going to be stolen from them. So this was a hectic word. Imagine this word. Okay? So I prayed, I, I like interceded like crazy while I was running. So the evening when I, I got home, we ate and everything, and I, I almost forgot about the word. And before I went to bed, I was like, oh, I must message him quickly, just to urge him to pray for this. <clears throat> Meantime, his side of the story, at that time, him and his girlfriend are busy crossing the, their own barriers. Okay, so they they... Just they didn't go all the way, but there was barriers that they set in place that they were busy crossing and they were moving in the wrong direction of purity. Okay, and they literally realized, shucks, wait, 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 we need to stop because this is going pear shaped now. And they sat up straight, and the message, my message, came through. And he actually told his girlfriend, he's like, I'm telling you, this is going to be steer fun anyway. And they opened the message, and the message basically told them, if you're going to continue in sin, or, you, or if you're going to step over the line, and I shared the whole word with them. Now, that's not a wishy-washy word. But that word led to repentance for them. And they cried out, and they worshipped God that evening, because God is so good that he will warn them. And that word, even though it was not a nice word, led to them to be closer to the Father, and be closer to walking in purity. So the word of the Lord will always, the voice of the Lord will always draw us closer. So don't be scared to share the voice of God. Because even if it's difficult, now don't go around and say, well, I see this sin. No. Trust in the Spirit to lead you. Because the word of conviction, I love this, the voice of conviction. It's one of my favorite voices. Because there's so, much prom- so many promises with a word of conviction. There's like a promise that God will restore. Okay, so, so how, how did I move? How, how did it start for me? The question is, that we're all asking, okay, Stefan, it's cool. You say you hear the voice of God, and every morning, and that's awesome. How do I get there? I understand now he's speaking to my thoughts, but how, how, did, how do I get there? Because what I felt God is saying, he says, with my sheep hear my voice, he says there's, there's never a lack in him speaking. He's always speaking. And I've started to realize that now this past couple of months. God is always speaking. You wouldn't believe how much he speaks. If you hear his voice, I would encourage you 
to, to ask God that you will recognize it more and more. Because he speaks a lot. And the problem is actually not that we can't hear his voice. I believe God is saying, you, are, you can hear my voice. It's like you can swim. You can hear my voice. I believe God is asking us, or he's saying, we need to start to recognize his voice. And that's where we struggle. We struggle to recognize his voice. And to recognize his voice, for me, I gave my life to God nine and a half years ago. But I've only recently started to recognize his voice with confidence, say the past year or so. And there's no reason why you should waste eight years of your journey wondering, is God speaking? Am I hearing correctly? Where am I leading? Being scared that you are forgotten and he speaks to everyone else except me. There's no reason why for eight years you, you, you need to be afraid or uh, scared about the voice of God. I'm telling you, God wants to speak to you tonight and he wants to continue this conversation until you go to heaven. Okay. He doesn't want to stop. So for me, how I like grew in this or became um, confident. Because I actually want to say, it's like you, don't, you, you, you actually grow in confidence in recognizing his voice. You don't grow in hearing his voice. You grow in confidence recognizing his voice. So when I got saved, uh, we, I used to attend intercession at Stellenbosch also. It was on a Friday morning at 5 o'clock. And I remember it was a scary environment because you go to intercession and all these other people were there, so many words and pictures. And I would be that guy that just prays, thank you, Lord, for a beautiful day. Thank you for the sun. And I just felt like I could add nothing. And everyone like, just quiet. And um, so how intercession works, and we do it here at Ignite also, we, we come together, we worship a song or two. And the reason we worship, we're trying to fix our eyes on God. And then during worship, we actually trust the Holy Spirit, or the voice of God, to come and speak to us, to reveal to us what's on His heart. And then after we worship, we actually just get together and we share, I believe God is saying this, or I believe God is saying this. And if you have never been there, come and you'll see that God uh, um, confirms His words. Like, there's always unity. There's always more than one person that feels the same thing, but in a different way. And that ex- that's exciting. So, b- being a student, like, just got saved, I got this picture this one morning in worship. And that's the first picture I ever got. Um, and it was Jesus walking through a, a wheat field. Like his hands was like going like this in the wheat. And I was flipping excited. And I couldn't wait for, for worship to stop. And we made smaller groups because there it's like 150 or 200 students praying. And you make groups of 5 to 10. And I was out of the blocks just sharing this picture I had. I, was, I mean, this is the first time I was excited. And then to top it, there's a guy in the group that got a word that goes like, the, 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 the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. And I'm like, yo, there's a scripture like that. Who would have known? Who would have known? <laughs> Apparently, everyone knew. <laughs> but I was excited. I was excited that, that not only is there my picture, but there's actually a scripture, and it's just, it was just awesome. And walking out of that environment, I just told all my friends for two days. I couldn't keep me quiet because I was just like, I got this picture. I got this picture. God is awesome. And I celebrated the first time I believe God spoke to me. But um, it was still a journey. In, and, and, and my journey actually happened in a place like intercession. Because I would go to intercession. I would be totally 
freaked out, let's be honest, because everyone hears the voice of God, and I'm a bit insecure, and I don't know, like, I, I, I haven't, um, yeah, that's it work now, yeah, got this yet, but then I will attend week after week, and after a couple of weeks, I've realized when someone prays, I'm like, oh my word, I, I think I, should, I thought the same thing while we were worshiping, and then I'll be like fist pump in, in here, like, yes, I've heard it, I've heard it. And then a month or two later, I would, I was like, like, like real, I recognize now, shucks, I'm actually hearing stuff. The stuff that's happening here, actually it happens to everyone and there's um, confirmation. So a month or two later, I started to, to, when someone says, oh, I feel God is saying this. And if it, it's like, it, it's the same thing I felt, then I would jump on the wagon. I'm like, yes, God says it. Yes, I felt the same. But I never took lead. I always jumped on. So if no one felt the same as I did, then I just stayed quiet till the next week. But, but through this process, I grew confident in recognizing His voice in my life. I grew confident. I, I grew in an understanding of how God speaks. And it wasn't long, and then I have started to share what God's laid on my heart without anyone else breaking the ice. And it wasn't long before, with confidence, I could share this is what's on God's heart. Because for months, I've placed and positioned myself with other b- believers that are confident in recognizing his voice. So if you want to grow in, in recognizing the voice of God, I want to urge you, surround yourself with people that have confidence already in recognizing his voice. Because that's the easiest way for you to test. Because sometimes on your own it's difficult. There's no one else to test what, you, what you're hearing. And then you quickly, you quickly throw the, the words out. Because you think that, no, it can't be. I'm inadequate. God doesn't speak to me. That's a lie. God is speaking to you. I want to urge you, respond to those words. And another way um, I've experienced, and that was how I've experienced the voice of God in, a, in more in a ministry setup. But in my own life, guys, we can't f- uh, fool around anymore when it comes to our relationship with God. Okay? It doesn't say, we, we say it over and over again, but no one wants to do it. If you want to know the voice of God intimately, if you want to know the heart of God, you need to spend time with him. Okay. Because if I speak to Stephen and I say, how is Yvette doing? And he tells me, no, um, this afternoon when I drove, I, I listened to a, a, a story about Yvette. And it was so uh, inspiring. And she's really, oh, she's inspiring me. The story inspired me. Then I will be concerned about the relationship because he doesn't know Yvette. He just listens to a story about Yvette. And what I believe God is saying is that when he says, my sheep, hear my voice, in the scripture, he's, he's taking lead and we as sheep are following. And, and he's challenging us to not follow the sheep around us. Okay? I believe God is challenging us to say, don't listen to the sheep around you because if they're not following my voice, you might walk in the wrong direction. And there's nothing against getting um, intimacy or recognizing the voice or the Holy Spirit from someone else, but that can't be your daily bread. That can't be your source of direction. Okay, that can't be your vision. If you want to follow the Lord, you need to follow the shepherd that's in front. So that when the sheep in front of you go astray, you still have the shepherd leading you and guiding you. Okay. So I want to urge you, if you want to 
grow as Christians because we all think that the voice of God is only for elected few. No, it's for all of us. But to be a follower of Jesus costs you. It will cost you your time. But believe me, the reward of knowing him is way better. Okay, then the extra half an hour sleep. Or it's the third time I watched this movie this week. Okay, to know Jesus is way better. Okay. I actually just want to end with this. Is, um, I tried as far as possible um, to be very practical. And, um, and I, I just want to say that the voice of God and hearing His voice it's not a scary thing. Okay? It's not a scary, and it's not a road map and a mind map will, that will take years. It's easy. You need to recognize it. And I want to I pray that we will start to recognize it. And if you hear God's voice, I want to urge you to respond. There's no use in just recognizing His voice and not responding. Because there's a great effect when we, we respond to the prompting of, of His voice. Okay. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.